is episode 63 of the Open Paddock Rallycast, I'm going to start off with a bit of an apology because I recorded this two weeks ago before we went to Ojibwe and I thought I'd get it edited and posted before I left. Well, I should know better to try and cram so much into a race week, so now you can just laugh at our poor WRC Germany predictions. In this episode, we have a new guest, rally driver of the number 305 limited two-wheel drive Subaru BRZ, Santiago Daniel Iglesias. He won his class at the Summer Snowdrift Rally a few weeks ago, and we'll get some background on Santiago, the Summer Snowdrift event, which is done in the classic blind style with no recce and only root notes. He also gives us an exclusive on his plans to go rallying beyond our shores. This is Open Paddock, the Rallycast. Well, greetings. The Open Paddock Rally Cast is back, and I'm your host, Mike Shaw. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Ian Holmes. Ian, how are things in the prairies? Things are pretty good in the prairies. We're getting excited, Mike, because you know where you and I will be this time next week. Yes, Ojibwe Forest Rally out there in wonderful Minnesota. Some of my favorite roads out there. Uh, wow. So, yep, I've been uh, working hard here, getting getting notes together, working on movement plans and stuff. So, yeah, I'm really, really feeling the excitement. All I need now is my traditional uh, bad dream, and I will be well away and ready to go. Oh, that's right. The uh, The bad dream somehow linking to good results. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hoping for the bad dream sometime soon because I haven't had it yet. All right. Well, uh, I, I guess uh, looking forward to your bad dreams. All right. Um, yeah, so definitely exciting stuff uh, for us heading out there next week. And uh, also a little program note, we are now available on uh, Spotify. I just did that this week, too. So we're, we're really cool now. We're getting on the up and up. My goodness. Wait. I know. There's no end to it, is that? Why? I'm the rally media giant of America. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's going to be some pretty cool stuff out there. You're going to be out there in the rally truck with uh, Mr. Parrot, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're looking forward to bringing the uh, rally truck to the people of Minnesota. Brilliant stuff. Uh, make sure you keep it on the road this time. I will do our best, mate. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll have Santiago Daniel Iglesias. Well, welcome back to the Rallycast. As I said in our intro, we have with us special guest Santiago Daniel Iglesias. Santiago, welcome to the Open Paddock Rallycast. Your first time here, man. Hi, it's great to be here. Very excited. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Now, it's your first time on the show, so we always have to start off with kind of a little bit of a background, and... You know, how did you get bit by the rally bug, man? Because uh, you've been competing quite a bit there, especially in the Midwest. Yeah, uh, my first rally was in 2016, um, but I, yeah, I was definitely a late bloomer. I didn't even, I wasn't even interested in cars or racing until partway through college. Uh, so, I went to I went to college in Daytona Beach. So, first got into bikes because it's Daytona Beach. Then uh, got into, you know, some friends watching Top Gear and some friends had some interesting cars. So then it kind of grew from there. Then I uh, I first learned about Rally when Caswell blew up going to uh, WRC Mexico and he had that story on Jalopnik. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the first time I'd ever heard about Rally or anything like that. And that just blew my mind and fascinated me. So fast forward a little bit. I After I graduated, got a job bought my first car which was a scion frs and about a week after the break-in period i took it to my first autocross shortly after started doing the scca rallycross and uh eventually from there after a couple years of doing that i decided to treat myself to team o'neill's five-day school nice mm -hmm. so you did the, you did a five-day that's that that's doing the you get the full compliment there too now do they start you off like in like their their smaller front wheel drive cars and then move you up into other cars or how does that work yeah let's see if i can remember this was a couple of years ago uh first day is like on their 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 gravel skid pad area just doing kind of going around in a circle practicing the brake balance uh in the fiestas and then learning all the weight transfer stuff right exactly plus some plus some classroom time of course i think day two they start getting you into like a naturally aspirated subaru and those old quattros they've got it's got a little bit of all-wheel drive and finally on day three we got into the e30s which 
course, is my favorite. <laughs> Those are a fun, fun car, yeah. And then by day four and five, you're getting into pace notes and running their small stage roads with the instructors in the car. And, and they got a they got a proper setup there. You can uh, you can get, you can get going pretty good on those uh, stage roads they got there, huh? Yeah, we had a small incident. One of the one of the other students had a slight off, but uh, everyone was fine. So you obviously took from that that uh, you enjoyed fun wheel drive. Yeah, I. It's just so much fun. It, from the first time I did my first rallycross, it was super muddy. I had the factory summer tires on. So I had to get pushed off the starting line half the time. <laughs> I was completely hooked. <laughs> well, geez, the, the FRS, which is the same thing as a BRZ. I mean, that's that thing's got the uh, was it Prius tires they put on at factory, right? Yep. The uh, yeah, the European Prius tires. <laughs> that must be just hilarious on dirt. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I didn't really know what I was doing back then. Yeah. It definitely was hugely helpful to go to Team O'Neill. I would not even be anywhere close to where I am had I not done that. They just drill the fundamentals in, you know, into your head over and over again. And just getting that condensed practice was just extremely helpful. Now, it says, of course, uh, you know, when we l- look up on you in uh, EWRC results, which is always the great place to uh, find all the archives of everybody's background, obviously, so you're from Puerto Rico originally, right? Um, so from my knowledge of, you know, rallying, whatnot, Jamaica, Barbados, that, you know, the islands out there, they're huge on rallying. Is Puerto Rico that way as well? Not that I'm aware of. And I even, I got curious the other day. I looked on EWRC. I searched for every everybody who was listed as having Puerto Rico as their nationality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The list, the whole list is about 15 drivers, and other than maybe me and one other person, it's all a bunch of names from from this one event in, like, the 70s called uh, the 24 Hours of Puerto Rico or something, and I'd never heard of it. I, I looked around a little bit, but didn't find much info. That's, hmm. uh, yeah, it was a bunch of drivers that had one event in their name, one event on the record, this random event in puerto rico <laughs> i'm sure there have been more that just got classed in their u.s as well uh-huh. yeah because uh, my impression of like uh, puerto rico is like everybody wants to be a baseball shortstop don't they surfers as well a lot of surfers. <laughs> <laughs> awesome I'm going to make us pause for a second because my cat decided to interrupt us, if you probably heard her in the background, and she wants out. So hold on just a second, guys. Sorry about that. Well, getting back to uh, talking about you know, the fun wheel drive cars, it looks like your first real competition was in a BMW. Is that right? Yep, that is correct. Uh, 99 E36 Coupe 328. Um, I actually originally picked up this car... Uh, a couple months before I started rallying and my original plan for it was to pull the drivetrain out of it to use an lemons project but it just the I lost the momentum on that and all my friends were too busy then I went to Team O'Neill and I thought oh this would make a great starter rally car didn't you oh sorry carry on now i, I was going i was just gonna ask, say you didn't you run the bmw at uh, southern ohio i did i ran that i had that car for a year and a half uh-huh. however many events that was i did defy the uh the conventional wisdom of buying a already finished rally car but at the time maybe i wasn't looking in the right place but i didn't really find any rear-wheel drive cars for sale so I, I tried to build it as cheap as possible. Other than I, I got uh, Thompson Racing Fabrication here in Michigan to do the cage because I felt like that should be legit and pass through tech. Okay. Well done. Um, well done. They're, they're, it, it's worth every penny to get a proper cage. Definitely. I haven't. I never had to test it. Thankfully. Good. But then I, I just did. You know the the cheap Bilsteins. I bought a sheet of aluminum and cut a rectangle out of it with an angle grinder and kind of shoved it into place under the front of the car and got some used seats some cheap belts 
still had the stock steering wheel with the giant hole where the airbag was gone. And just, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a lot of zip ties. A lot of zip ties on that car. So, but, but I mean, you you put it mostly together yourself then. So that's a project. Are, have you always been someone that just liked to do car building? No, that was that was kind of my first big project. I originally went to my uh, by degree. I'm a mechanical engineer, and I specialized in robotics. So I am familiar with you know doing some electronics, some wiring, and you know assembling things, but never on the scale of a car really before this. So really, that's like that's throwing yourself in at the deep end in a way. There, isn't it? <laughs> definitely, but that was that. This all kind of happened not too long after I moved up to up here to Michigan. So I, I'm in car town, and before long, I had like three cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple of them in the yard, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got close. Yeah, right. Uh, but you know that uh, BMW project. I mean, what did you learn, I guess, because, you know, obviously you're doing a much more modern car now. What, what kind of things did you learn from doing that build? I mean, I'm guessing it was it was quite the process of, oh, now I got to do this. And then the next rally, gosh, this stuff's breaking. Now I got to work on this and that kind of thing. Yeah, there was the first couple rallies I had to diagnose some gremlins. I guess probably first thing would be seat mounts. Those are such a pain to do. I wish I had paid Ryan to do those because... Just getting everything to fit square in a car was a huge pain for me. As a you know, trying to do this in my garage, it would be nice, you know, to have the stitch welding and the reinforced strut towers and all that. But I think starting out, you don't necessarily need that. Mm-hmm. Just I, I definitely see a lot of people overbuilding their first car. I just say get it, a, you know, a skid plate and then the bare minimum that'll pass tech and go out and get some experience. Yeah, I mean, if you if your pace isn't there with, you know, what's the point, right? You, you build it out to, your pace isn't there. It, it, if that's a car you don't exactly. plan on keeping mm-hmm. to to the point where your pace goes higher, if this is your starter car and it's going to stay a starter car and you're going to sell it off to somebody else that's a starter, yeah, there's kind of no point, right? Well, and then you can always upgrade it later, too. True, true. But like, I, I had, I have been making plans before I sold it to... Um, I was looking into what they run in Finland because those E36s are super popular over there, mm-hmm. and they're you know they're winning their like their national two wheel drive championships. They uh, the Finnish F Cup. And the videos are just always insane. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you went all in once you started finding those YouTube videos. Uh, it's all rally it's all a, the time, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a good rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, so what what we got to do is get to the elephant in the room, and that is that that your team name. Now, I'm I'm a big one for pronouncing things correctly because I've got into loads of trouble when I've mispronounced things. So, I'm not even going to pron- try to pronounce your team name. So, can you tell us pronounce the team name for us and tell us what it means? Sure, it's Escuderia Boricua Rally, and it really just means Team Puerto Rico. Because oh. uh, oh. Scuderia is like Scuderia in Italian, mm-hmm. like you know Scuderia Ferrari, and Boricua is a is a Taino word that the the native the natives who lived on the island of Puerto Rico called the island. Oh, so awesome. Boricua is a term, another term for Puerto Ricans. That's excellent, excellent. Well, I have a a small connection to Puerto Rico in that uh, my parents they met there. Uh, my nice. dad was in the Air Force, and so was my grandfather, my mom's dad. And uh, so they were on the Air Force base there, and uh, that's where they got married. So that's uh, my little family background anyways, as far as a connection to Puerto Rico. But um, I, I'm guessing you, you have some family or relatives back there still? Yeah, I was, I was just back there last October, um, the weekend before LSPR last year at my cousin's wedding. And how are they doing post hurricane? Because that was pretty devastating out there. Yeah, and of course the where the tourists go and where the people have money or they got fixed pretty quick. I was, you know, seeing online. There's still parts, you know, in the middle of the island because it, it gets very mountainous mm-hmm. that are still have shoddy power and questionable water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to take a while to rebuild all that for sure. And I know that there's. Obviously, whenever it comes to something that's that big, there's 
people waste money, lose money, whatever, and it just takes forever, and it's it's unfortunate, but it, it it's working its way back. Just in time for hurricane season. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> oh yeah. Some places you just wonder. It's like, do they just have a target on them? But yeah, scary stuff. But uh, but your family and relatives doing okay? Yeah, everyone everyone was fine. Excellent. And Excellent. we're we're pretty scattered around. As you know, kids went off to college and people retired to different places. So my family's all scattered around the U.S. Uh, so you went from the BMW to a newer car, uh, the BRZ. So what was the reason to go for that? I mean, you had the FRS, I guess, before. Maybe it's been renamed so you can get a little contingency. Um... <laughs> no, I, I sold the FRS. Oh, you did? Okay. Because it was still, you know, a good clean, a good clean street car, mm-hmm. mostly after I hosed the mud off from Rallycross. <laughs> uh, I actually bought the BRZ uh, to plan on running that uh, ill-fated junior championship. I was going to ask about that, yes, because uh, I remember you mentioning, you know, wanting to be a part of that uh, back when I was just first starting with ARA, and there was a whole DMAC thing that was going to back it, and then DMAC now is, heck, they're, I think, one step away from, or maybe they are in administration. They um, are in administration. Yeah. 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 What a, yeah. A company that decided, you know, that was all looking like everything was great and turns out it was not what they what they had uh, aspired to be Ugh, so many people yeah. lost out from that mm-hmm. and you couple that with the all the shakeup with rally america and ara and the, all the transition happening during that time period and like the like I, I think i knew four of us that were starting to make plans for that mm-hmm it's kind of unfortunate that it fell apart. Yeah, I th- you know, I, if it came through with what they were planning, it would have been great. But yeah, as soon as all the backing went away from it, it's like, great, you got nothing now. Fun. Perfect. Um, but, uh, you know, aside from that, though, I mean, the BRZ, that's, I mean, we, we've seen what uh, what others have been able to do with that platform. It's, it's a it's a good car. Uh, it probably could use a little more sus- you know, suspension travel maybe in the rear. But other than that, it seems like it's a hell of a lot of fun. And yeah, that this car, uh, TRF. You know, so he originally built it as a rental. You know, he bought a he bought a wrecked salvage BRZ, fabbed it up, and built it up as a, you know ran it as a rental for a few years. So it's it's got raised suspension towers front and rear with big beefy built scenes and you know, everything's reinforced and it's just a really solid car. Nice. And it looks and it looks great on stage. That's the that's the best part about it. I mean, every time I think about changing the wrap on it, it's, I can't think of anything better than what's on it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely looks a business. I I, I really like that uh, the, the the color scheme there. It's it definitely stands out. And I don't know. Yeah, we know it's you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm totally behind car different cars in the, in the rally championship and uh yep the brz the brz stands out i mean it's just, uh, I, it was my thought it's like when you think about putting a subaru out to rally you don't think about a brz but you pulled it off perfectly it looks great and it seems like it's a pretty successful car for you there were some teething issues initially mostly electrical I've never rented a race car. I wonder if you just, you know, hold back an extra couple percent just because, you know, it's not your car. But pretty much from the time I got it, I was full send. Had some issues with, uh, I had a DNF at 100 Acre last year when I went through the water splash. And it. I think what ended up happening is it, it got into some components or some wiring and shorted out the CAN bus, which made the car just not run whatsoever. And that was very frustrating. Well, you wouldn't be the first person that that happens to, and you're not going to be the last. So, uh, yeah, that's the problem with modern cars. My the BMW, which was still it's still OBD2, but a lot of things were relatively archaic. You know, still had a mechanical throttle, even mm-hmm. stock ECU versus there's a Motec in the BRZ, and it's just simpler wiring in general. Good old fashioned mechanical stuff, though. Yeah, you could be hitting water all day long and it won't care <laughs> you don't have to worry about those electrical signals that's one of the things i, I have done with uh, a friend of mine friends of shop called racing tech out here in michigan that uh, we we work together to take out a lot of the stock wiring basically just pare the harness down 
to the bare minimum and have good waterproof connectors on everything and just clean all that up. Since then, it's been rock solid. Talking about uh, you know good results, you did summer snow drift uh, just a couple weeks ago there and uh, came out on top in your class. So congratulations there. Um, Thank you very much. Talk a little bit about that event because if I remember right, that's a blind rally, right? Which means there's no recce and is it just tulips? They just give you root notes? It is just tulips. There are, there are some stages where it can be a mile between instructions. Wow. Mm. That's... That is that is the old fashioned style for sure, and uh, that's what we were saying at the beginning of this. Like this is a Back to the Future kind of event. It's uh, uh, yeah, the, you just don't see that too often. And now these are still some of the same roads that are used in snowdrift, right? Just um, obviously they look very different from the winter. Yeah, they this year they ran a little different than the last couple of years. This is my third year coming to this. Uh, so once with the BMW and then twice with the BRZ. And this year, they only had two pieces of road that we ran four times, so twice forward and twice backwards. So you do get to learn the road a little bit, at least you know by the second pass and maybe some of the bigger obstacles. So your, your co-driver is, while while we're going along, your co-driver is scribbling down some notes as well to hope to help you through the second pass. Nope. They actually check for that. Really? The controls. Yeah, they... They they tell us you know you can't try to copy any over any notes from the winner, and they were, you know they checked at the end of some of the stages to make sure we weren't making more detailed notes. Wow! So they they wanted to make sure that it was truly staying on the tulips. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy, but but yeah, kind of awesome at the same time. The first time I did it, yeah, I had you know had not really run without pace notes before, and it was it took me the first four stages, you know, half the event to even get up to a, any kind of pace. Cause I just had no idea what I was doing. You know, eventually I start figuring out, Oh, I can, I can look at the braking, you know, see where the dirt's really torn up in the road to see where people are braking. I can follow the tree lines. I can do a couple different things to read the road. So I think it, it's great training for the driver Maybe not so much for the co-driver, mm-hmm. although it is a pretty good uh, novice event for learning how to deal with time cards and not having to worry too much about notes. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, give us an idea that of that rally, the summer snowdrift. I mean, you've done it th- three years now. What are the roads like? Uh, what were the conditions like out there? Rocks. <laughs> Just lots of rocks. Lots, so many rocks. <laughs> Because it's you, you start you start picking up some of the same landmarks, you know, certain you know clearings by trees that you see in the winter where everything's covered in snow, and there's just boulders in the ground and banging away all all kinds of horrible noises coming out from under the car and just trying to stay on the gas. It was pretty dusty for the first half as well. It had been really hot and dry, and they they were still running minute gaps. There were a couple spots where, you know, there's you know, there's a tunnel of trees that's not letting the dust escape, so you got to kind of hedge and wait till you see kind of where the road goes. And unfortunately, a friend of ours, Scott Baines, left the road at I think he said about 100 miles an hour, because the road turned and he didn't because he was in a cloud of dust. Luckily, they flew between a bunch of trees and they were okay. I think he's already got the car driving. Replace a couple of suspension pieces and such. Wow, that's lucky because that kind of an off that can that mm-hmm. can be pretty devastating, as we saw it at uh, New England. It just brutal. So, but he's he's also in an open class car, so that's that that means he he was really hauling. Oh yeah, he's a very fast driver. I think he was that car. The car he's in, he used to win the Rallycross National Champion, and then built it up into an open class car. So, you know, he's been driving rallycross for years and years, so he's definitely pedal to the metal. Well, for a regional event, it was like, uh, what, about 25 entries-ish or something like that? I think 20, 21 or 23, something okay. like that. And I was kind of surprised, because the last couple of years, they've actually, they've, they capped it at 30, and they, they have sold out. And for, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of us that live up in the, the metro Detroit area. You know, Nathan Usher, the guys in the Vibe, there's... The Toyota guys that work at the Toyota R&D Center, the Honda guys aren't too far down in Ohio. Down in Ohio. 
So it's just a great local event for us. I do like seeing the uh, 83 Celica GTS out there. Uh, it, I guess had quite a few uh, like older cars that were competing. And you get some of that in these regionals, right? The, some of the classics come out. And, of course, Mike Hurst and his 74 Ford Capri. Now, that that's a car. That's it, it, almost cheating, though, because he, he knows these roads so well. And unfortunately, I think he had he had some car issue where I, th- I think he ended up being late to a check-in or something. And that's why he ended up falling back to fourth and open two-wheel drive. But you ended up finishing ahead of him, so score one for you. <laughs> I was <laughs> different I was class, but hey, still overall, uh, you know, you were six overall. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I was the third fastest two wheel drive car. So there was the the Escort and Van Dam and the Golf that were ahead of me, and then I was, you know, I was right up there behind them. And actually, looking at the results, I was the fastest two wheel drive on stages three and four, which I was kind of shocked by. But I mean, for someone that only started in 2016 doing a stage rally, that's that's pretty damn good, man. This is definitely, you know, I think my best performance because it's been a great year. Absolutely. You know, we we won limited two in Snowdrift and we won limited two in Ohio. But Snowdrift was, you know, I think it was only about 30 seconds by the end of the day because I I backed off and some of my competitors had had dnfs and then in ohio there were some you know there was some questionable scoring that ended up lasting until two in the morning before the results were declared but yeah this time i definitely just hammered down went down flat out yeah you've got three in a row first in classes this year that's 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 it's been, pretty, a, it's been a very good, good year a marked <laughs> change because before this the only other podium I had was was a third place last year at uh, Summer Snowdrifts. People are going to start saying, oh, it's that guy at the top of the podium with the champagne again. Jeez. <laughs> uh, well, usually regionals don't get champagne. Okay, well, you can always buy your own. <laughs> uh, my my, my uh, crew usually does for me. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, well it does definitely take a whole team to make that happen and uh, sounds like you got a pretty good crew with you too yeah that's the the guy who's my co-driver rj he actually started out crewing for me when i had the bmw way back in my first year Uh, i i was going up to do lspr which would have been i think my third event by that point so I, i i get the car up there but i realize oh none of my friends can make it so i'm I'm panicked searching on, you know, Facebook groups around Michigan. Like, can anybody crew for a car for LSPR? <laughs> and RJ's, you know, I think I think back then he was a freshman at Michigan Tech up in Houghton right there. So he, you know, he volunteered and just absolutely solid, extremely reliable. And, you know, started coming, started being my crew chief for pretty much all my rallies then eventually decided he wanted to try co-driving because it's cheaper than driving and he's still in college. Uh, so he did central UP last year as his first event. And then I, you know, I told him he could come along and do summer snow drift cause it's a you know, pretty simple with tulips and we podium. So I told him, all right, you're my co-driver now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so do you have a favorite event overall? I mean, you said this one was specifically that you know your best performance you thought you did, but uh, what's your favorite rally you've been to so far? I think I got to go with LSPR. It's because I've never finished an LSPR. I've been there three times. I have DNF three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got, we've got to get the monkey off the back then. Yeah, and the roads are just so good. Oh yeah, I just, I lo- and I just love the the environment up there. You know, going up there in the fall, it's everything's just beautiful and perfect. Mm. I, I keep hearing about it. It's it'll be my first time this year, so I have not been yet. Yeah, I was I was there what two was it two three years ago, and yeah, it, it was it was like driving through a fall calendar that mm. that year. It was just stunning. It really was. Yeah, so let's see. Three years ago, when I had the BMW, one thing is that is unfortunate is the roads are pretty soft. Mm-hmm. So I was still a novice. I was running towards the back of the field. The last couple stages, I was just riding on the skid plate itself, but Ooh. my tires just kind of scrabbling along, you know, sh- you know, shaving the bolt heads down, like level of riding on the skid plate. And we, a rock must have popped up and hit the fan and punched the hole in the radiator. 
with one stage to go for the you know for that day so we, we were able to get it fixed overnight and get back out and finish saturday but still dnf friday yeah we did we did we dnf friday as well i was with bill morenich in his uh golf and uh we yeah, we uh, we did the did the first stage at the fair at the uh, fairground there. That was that backwards and forwards thing in the mud. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah that was pretty, that was an interesting interesting stage. And then we got down. What you had like a sixty mile transit. It seemed like the that transit is, went on forever yeah. to the second stage, didn't it? Yeah, because it's you know down there by Sydney. Yeah, and I guess back you know way back they used to run stages north and north of Houghton as well mm-hmm. as south. Yeah. But I think I guess they just made some landowners angry, and they just don't run those stages up there anymore. So now everything is like an hour transit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we got down to the second stage, and uh, we lost our steering on about the third corner of the second stage. That was our that was our day done. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. So there's all these events, obviously in the Midwest area. You've done um, coming up is Ojibwe. Are you going out to that one? I am not. It's oh. unfortunately it's you know it's whatever it is, fifteen hours from Detroit. Mm-hmm. It's so it's it's very far where I could go, you know, to other events that are a little closer and save some money that way. Mm-hmm. The roads do look amazing. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking as somebody who lives in Minnesota and's done the event several times, yeah, the the roads are pretty amazing. You have to. You have to make a budget and uh, get yourself out here for this one. It's a it's a great event, yeah. Yeah, I will say that the, uh, the what makes it a little different though is the roads are kind of sandy, so the rear wheel drive guys on some of the real tight corners they'll run out a bit, and so you got to be a little careful on that. But uh, otherwise, man, I I love just just doing recce on those roads. Just amazing, just a constant, you know, flow. There's the camber to the roads, the constant crests and uh, through the trees and along the lake sides and oh man it's it's something special so you, you gotta add that to your bucket list man mm-hmm. and that's a that's a two pass event right if you can fit two pass recce in there you can get a two pass recce in yeah yeah uh we just did we did it for ohio um because they the, you know they said it was open recce i looked at the the times and the map and it was a very long day, but we squeezed in two mm-hmm. passes for Southern Ohio, and it was my first time doing it since Team O'Neill, mm-hmm. but I absolutely loved it. And I was doing it, your own notes from scratch? Blank sheet of paper. Nice. Yep. Uh-huh. That, that's quite the discipline to learn, isn't it? Yeah, I was, I was kind of going more by feel. I probably should have, but I didn't even I didn't even tape up the steering wheel in the recce car. I just kind of just kind of winged it. Worked out pretty well. Cause it was like a three, like a three for me, is what I was kind of going for. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about notes, right? It's it's about doing what's familiar to the driver, not you know what some textbook or you know Jemba says is a three. It's yeah. what is a three to you? <laughs> the very first stage we wrecked was stage two of the rally. Hello, hairpin. That one was a little rough because it was we were still getting used to it. And we we got lost the notes a few times, which is not a great stage to get lost the notes on. Is there a rally that you know, if budget and uh, time were not an issue, is there one on the calendar that you, man, I really want to do that one? You know, kind of from where I am, it's about fourteen to sixteen hours to Ojibwe, Hundred Acre, and New England Forest Rally. Out of those, I would definitely want to go do New England Forest Rally because that is that's definitely an attainable. You know, kind of long haul rally. Well, it's 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 a great event. I haven't just come from there. It's uh, everybody shows up to that one. It's it's a great atmosphere. It's uh, it's a lot of transit miles. I'll, I'll give you that. But man, it's some cool roads. It's a beautiful area, and you know, just make a bring the family and make a vacation out of it too, because it is such a beautiful place to just like you know what? Yeah, we're we're gonna spend two weeks total out here because it's worth it. And then, uh, then globally, I would absolutely love to rent uh, an A86 or an E36 BMW and go do the National Rally Finland. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just saw some of the video stuff of where um, uh, Sean Johnston and, and them were out there doing the uh, Junior WRC. Wow. Just those roads. 
and in a little car, they do look just as much fun as, as, you know, the guys in the top cars, just crazy crests and speed and total commitment. But man, you got to have your notes so spot on for that. I mean, it's almost like scary the direction the car is pointing versus the direction the road is going. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, my, my co-driver actually, you know, went, took a vacation and went to watch Rally Finland a few years ago. But he sent me videos of, you know, after all the WC, all WRC, WRC2, WRC3, JWRC cars come through, there's all the, the national runners, you know, and a lot of two-wheel drive, mostly rear-wheel drive cars, just absolutely full throttle sideways over these crests. Yeah, it's just mind-boggling. So I would definitely want to do that. That looks like a ton of fun. All right, start saving now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they haven't seen many Puerto Ricans in Finland anyway, right? So, <laughs> All right, so uh, what's next on your schedule then? Skipping Ojibwe and, uh, and sign up for STPR. Oh, so you're going to be at STPR. Cool. Yeah, that's, mm. that's only like six hours from here. So it's a, I, I skipped it last year just because... They were, you know, with the split. I didn't want right. to buy two licenses because Snowdrift had stayed Rally America, so and LSPR stayed Rally America. So right, mm-hmm. you already invested, so yeah, yeah, very excited. Last time I went to STPR was my very first year. I ran waste management once because I got red. It got red cross the first pass, so I only ran it in reverse, and I bowled my power steering fluid in one pass on the BMW. <laughs> Oh my Oof. gosh! Whoa, <laughs> that's a tight. Well, some most of it's really tight and twisty, and then it opens up kind of as you head over to the the big jump in front of the spectator. Lot. But they've redone part of that now, so it'll be a different waste management stage now this year. I mean, some of the some of it's the same, but uh, yeah, they redid some of it. The whole spectator area is in a different spot now, and I'm really looking forward to what they did because uh, I've heard nothing but good things. Everybody's really excited to see what uh, this year's waste management is like. And as far as a spectator stage, it's one of the tops out there. It's really cool. And I don't know if you've looked at the subs, but they are offering two days of recce, two full days of recce for this event. Two days. I did not hear about two that. Days? Thank wow. goodness. Because, well, one of the challenges that rally's had is um, the speed of the recce is super slow which and plus, <laughs> exactly because you're on um you know when it's open to the public on those state road uh, or state park or whatever it is roads you know you're dealing with uh or natural resources whatever uh management folks and they're like yeah 25 miles an hour is all you can do and uh, yeah you definitely need to have as much time as you can to put those notes together to be safe let alone get speed Oh yeah, the, the year I went, I was there. People got. I, I guess they hadn't done open recce in a while. I guess they used to do like you know the parade recce where everyone has to follow the leader. And they they did an open recce and they had a you know they had a speed gun at a certain spot and some people got some huge time penalties, like into like several minutes worth of time penalties for speeding on recce, twenty five um, miles an hour. <laughs> I will forewarn you, um, that being an ARA event. Uh, a national area event um they will monitor your speed through the gps they actually give you a buffer so you know it's like oh i accidentally went over a bit um so they're pretty generous in that respect to some to some extent but they are monitoring it and they will do fines not just time penalties so well you know what the funny thing seems to be about that apparently i guess some some teams have taken advantage of this that the fine for leaving the GPS at home is way less than you can earn. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. Not that I that's, plan to that, do that's that. That's not going to mm. make uh, Peter McDonald, my uh, good friend that runs those GPS devices, uh, very happy. But hey, I see the point. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, there's a long history of manipulating rules to your advantage, right? I mean, yeah, if, if it's if it's 150 to leave it at home versus. $200 every speeding fine and you get 10 of them you know, it's pretty mm-hmm. if people are going to speed through recce which I'm not advocating for obviously yeah I'll, I'll put it in the car I'll be fine but I'm also not fighting for tents at the very top yeah yeah exactly well I mean it, like I said it's a challenge I mean, it's almost a safety issue having recce that slow it just I mean you might as well mountain bike it let alone you know <laughs> drive a car through it <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the best way would be to just put some really terrible tires on your car so you'll slide at 25 miles an hour. That's it. There you go. Bring the factory tires for the BRZ. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. There we go. 
Prius tires solves everything. I'll be I'll be partnering with uh, with Stephen Harrell because my co-driver, unfortunately, with it being in September now, he's in school and from you know from Hode, Michigan. It's a crazy drive, so well, having someone else step in the right seat for the first time in a while. Uh, well, Steve's great. Uh, yeah. I've known Steve for many years. He's come out to uh, Oregon Trail many times. Of course, he's the one that also runs the uh, fantasy WRC stuff um, that's done on the. Uh, it's with the, the rally takeover. Rally takeover. That's it. Yep. Um, I'm, I go way back on rally takeover. Uh oh. An opposite lock. I've, I've. If you if you search way back, I've got I've got a couple articles I used to write on there. I've just kind of lost track of it. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, I, I've been a member of that, but I, I tend to, you know, I, I do good for a while. Then I like get busy and I forget. And next thing you know, I've like gone the two rounds that you're allowed to have a drop yeah. and I just don't even enter because I forget. And then it's like, oh, well, not, it would have been nice to drop that one where I sucked. Instead, <laughs> I have two zeros because I didn't uh, didn't actually put in my entry uh my guess is it's so hard with the championship this year. So you obviously followed WRC then. Yeah. Last year I, I had, I had such horrible picks. I just, I, I didn't even bother doing it this year. Like I was, I was just so far off on most of the rallies. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I've got, you know, I've got WRC plus all live. I absolutely love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well then hopefully then you were uh, listening to our uh, episode not too long ago. Where we had Colin Clark on. That was, yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, Colin's great. Uh, I've known him for several years now um, from when he was on WRC Live Radio, and he came out to Oregon Trail once and got to actually meet him in person. It was his first USA event he's ever been to, and uh, yeah, hope to get him back sometime too because he's just, I I love his passion. There's not somebody I think that draws more people into the sport just talking about rally than he does. He's just great fun. So who's your pick for Germany? Uh, Germany. You know, you'd want to pick Oit, but it's Tarmac, and... Didn't he win Germany last year? He did, and I still think, though, on Tar, I think Neuville's a little bit better, but I think there's been, he's been having a tough time getting that uh, Hyundai just right. You know, one thing it seems like that Hyundai is almost like actually the Citroen in that finding the balance of the car, it's such a narrow window. Um, I think the Toyota's easier to get, the balance right uh, in for, for the drivers you know to get the most out of it but at the same time you get the hyundai or the citroen right and they seem like they're a little bit faster on tarmac only um on the gravel i, wonder, I don't I think wonder so. if his confidence is just shook if you remember last year when he he, he got the early lead in the championship mm-hmm. and then he just fell apart he did yeah he just and caved he hasn't had a great result in a little bit so I, I think it's it's hard for him to be comfortable in the car, probably because also you know whatever issues there are with the car on top of that he hasn't had a good result in a while. Well, and that's also an event that first on the road is usually an advantage because it's a tarmac event. So right, that, that's what it does to Canucks. Do cut. You can't do big cuts in Germany, at least in some of the stages. Mm-hmm. The stones will get you. As yeah, is. right. I've learned find a Unfortunately, playing uh, yeah, I've, I've got I've got my dirt rally set up. They are unforgiving. <laughs> yes, they are large, immovable objects. Uh, what you see sitting sticking out of the ground is like one like fourth of the size of a stone. The rest of it's in the ground. It, it will not move, um, for sure. Uh, so let's see here. So Germany predictions. Um, I actually think I think this is where OJ is going to turn it up. I think he's going to get a good tarmac setup on that Citroen because we know the Citroen can perform well on tarmac. And if there's somebody that can manage their tires and do well on tarmac, I think OGA is probably it, um, if not Neuville. But I'm going to say OGA for the win because he's going to push hard because of what he ended up having is uh, a, a kind of a lackluster. I'm still a good finish, but a lackluster finish in Finland. Um, the issue that he had in... Uh, um, Although he Sardinia, was, uh, where he which... hit the freaking rock, right? <laughs> Things like that. So I think I think he'll I think he'll do well in Germany. So I'm gonna say OJ I... first. I think uh, Neuville second, and Tynak third. That's how I'm thinking. I think OJ did amazing for you know throwing up his insides right in one of the nights, and then going out and setting like top three times on some of the stages. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I said, he, he's he's always right there thereabouts. I mean, you can't you can't ever 
you know, have him not part of the equation because he will be there. And he knows better than everybody, anybody to when you're like first on the road on gravel or whatever, dealing with those changing conditions. I think what also makes him superior is the tire management. I, I think what we'll run into is someone like a Tanak. If tire management isn't an issue, he's going to be the fastest. But if you have to manage the tire, tires, you've got a long stage and they'll overheat or whatever, it's going to be an Ogier that's going to win that because he knows how to manage his rubber. I would agree with that. Uh, the weather's always a gamble there as well when you get into the vineyard stages. One driver could get a foot of rain out of nowhere, and then nobody else knows what they're talking about. <laughs> that happened last year, didn't it? It was like the, uh, the first half of the field got through, or, and, uh, and then last yeah. year it just, yeah, just dumped, didn't it? Who was it? Yeah, you're right. It was Breen, and what? wouldn't Matt zip back in it for that last year? Didn't he do I... like a one-off or something, and he was stuck in a bunch of that? Sort of. It's sort of running at this time because I never, I definitely never count him out. I think he's mm-hmm. definitely underappreciated as one of the best WRC drivers. He's definitely one of the most consistent. Um, he, he's rarely a winner, but if you want somebody to constantly consistently get you points in a top five, Sordo's your man. I mean, he would. If I was going to do a dream team, he'd be my number two driver every day. Would he be my number one driver? Mm, probably not, but he's certainly consistent. I think he could be a number one driver, and he's just he's very fast and he's very consistent he rarely ever makes a mistake and he'll pull back you know people compliment oj for pulling back a little bit when he knows he doesn't have a winning car sort of always done that he just probably hasn't had a winning car as much but at the same time there's the pushing you know when you've got a car that's not quite there but then pushing to still get the result so eh, you got to balance that a little bit, but uh, I see your point. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, he definitely knows how to not bin it, though. I mean, yeah, I think the number of offs that Sordo's had is geez, few and far between. The the guy doesn't go off the road. If he has a DNF, it's usually mechanical. So. Yeah, uh, you know his engine overheating or what was it in Portugal <laughs> that caught like all three of them out basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. Um, you know, it's interesting with these cars and all the technology and stuff. You know, they've they've run into these different issues. Uh, with Mexico a year ago, it was uh, alternators, I think, they were having electrical yeah. issues in them. And, uh, you know, the, these little niggling things that uh, I, I think just goes back to show that, you know, rally is still an endurance sport, even though we're Absolutely. kind of more of these sprint-style stages versus what it was, you know, maybe in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, this The... The stuff the cars have to deal with, the brutality of these stages and at the pace that they're going now. They're going at a faster pace, even if it's a shorter distance. And it's still definitely about endurance and making sure the machinery can handle it. And they keep finding these niggling little things. My my car overheats a little, so I, I, can, I kind of feel like a WRC driver when I get to the end of a stage and I have to keep 3,000 RPM so I don't lose oil pressure until my oil cools off. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 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 no, 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 it's okay. This is just me going WRC style. We're all good. <laughs> yep, meh. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Do what you got to do. Y- you do. Y- you do what you got to do, man. Press on regardless. That's the way it that's goes it. for sure. So awesome having Stephen Harrell in the car with you. It's unfortunate. I think he was uh, hoping to be in that guy with the uh, killer RX-7 that he was that with. That's amazing. It is an amazing car. That build... Um, you know, definitely. Actually, if you look up uh, Stephen Harrell's uh, his Instagram, where he's got some pictures of some of that car, and it, it, it's definitely a neat car. Probably the proper way to do a rotary, I think, uh, uh, when you're going to try and do it rally, um, it, it's very well done with its cooling and and how it's set up. Uh, but not quite uh, ready to go for this event after the issues they had in New England. So uh, you get the benefit of having him uh, sit next to you for STPR. That's really cool. Um, and then after that, uh, what are your other plans for the rest of the season? Uh, and then the my season finale will be LSPR, the you know traditional one. Hopefully, I'll finish this year. I'll, I'll hopefully I'll finish Friday this year because I've I've actually finished every Saturday. I've never finished a Friday. <laughs> oh man! Well, it's definitely uh, some some awesome roads out there, and like I said, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, experiencing those for the first time. Uh, any last questions from Ian? 
no, no, I'm just a little bit disappointed you won't be out at uh, won't be out at Ojibway. So uh, I, because I won't make, yeah, someday I'm gonna gonna hold you to that. <laughs> well, but I also say that about Oregon and yeah. Olympus and Colorado. Well, well my, <laughs> I want Mike's to do been, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Mike's been on at me and on at me and on at me to do Oregon or uh, or one one of the other rallies on on the west coast and it looks like it looks like it's going to come to fruition for me for next year i'll be at oregon trail but uh, yeah we, if we keep on at you you'll you'll weaken and you will do these events well you know it's subaru offers their contingency money for you know if you're driving a wrx that's you know 2015 or newer mm-hmm. i just i don't get why they don't have anything for brz's you know it's one of the cars they sell it's a performance car why not? Yeah, yeah it would definitely think. be nice if they had uh, a little bit more of the contingency for those. Cause, uh, yeah, especially especially when you're winning your like, class, for heaven's sake. Yeah, I mean, for like all three of us that run BRZs, it would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> all three of us. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, it's a, it's a cool platform. It's something different. And uh, I think it's a car they should promote more for sure. Um, but, you know... Uh, I guess it's just not their bread and butter currently, but we'll see what happens. You know, they they seem to change that. I mean, the whole contingency thing is very fluid. It was very different this year from what it was last year. So maybe when you know they'll decide that they want to push one end of the market different than the other, and eh, it's it's hard to say where they're going to go with it. I'm looking forward to seeing something different from what they the WRX being a different car in like 2021 or whatever they plan on doing because this is getting long in the tooth what since 2015 they've had the same essential car that's not that long of a cycle though i do hope they keep i do do hope they at least keep the entry discounts oh yeah because uh yeah, yeah stpr will be my first time claiming the national discount i was sitting there at 1159 hitting refresh on the entry page <laughs> <laughs> and they go so quick um that, that's I, I, that's $500 it's a, after the discounts it's $50 more to run a, a national than regional so you know you can get champagne and more points all right well we look forward to seeing it STPR uh anything else on that you want to talk about here on the rally cast it's kind of an open forum it's, you know it's all about just kicking back having a drink and talking rally man how do you guys feel about a uh, exclusive announcements we're all for them we like um, exclusives I'm in the process of trying to work on work out the uh, the planning, but I am uh, for next year. I am looking at taking my car to Rally Barbados. <gasps> oh, oh man, that's I've heard so many good things about Barbados. Uh, just you know, obviously you know, uh, friends of ours over at the uh, Absolute, Absolute Rally, Rally, yeah, and you know, been on there a couple of times, and you know, Ryan that... Champions there every year. Bex Williams goes down there to cover it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a their interview list. with the organizer definitely started the wheels turning for me. Well, and they created the uh, Bimmer Cup, right? Um, based on what they learned in, in Barbados, created the 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 Bimmer Cup that they now do in the UK. So it's a whole, you know, BMW class of of cars racing together, and I believe the winner of that gets a drive in Barbados. Isn't that what it was? Something like that. Yeah, it's definitely it, very nice. And they, you know, they have a they have a whole suite like on their website. You know, you, you drive to if you're in the UK, you drive to the port of Dover, and it's not that much money to have your car shipped over. You know, you get your car and a pallet full of parts, and it's a pretty sweet deal trying to figure out just the logistics of getting it you know from the u.s over to barbados and then making sure my car is fia you know legal to their fia mm-hmm. rules and mm-hmm. getting some tarmac tires nice make sure all that squared away that sounds brilliant that, man well, that'd be really cool oh dude the the fans there lining the road the, oh, yeah. the environment of of you know, everybody is just so relaxed and having a good time. It's about fun. I mean, granted, it's it's a race, but I'm not sure if many people it's more care like a rally about... festival too. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way of putting it. It is a rally festival. Just people that just love cars and love having a good time. And yeah, dude. And you know, so I, mean, I have 
I have a couple like sponsors, you know, Racing Tech helping me out, and Team Illuminata, you know, the Braid Wheel, the Braid Wheels guy. You know, they help me out a lot, but for the most part, it's just the money I make at my day job as an engineer gets funneled into the racing. So I figure I can save up a bit and maybe instead of doing, you know, two local events, do one international event, and it seems like it's worth it. You know, you got to do it while you can. You know, get out there, see what it's like, and, uh, you know, maybe bring some of that back here to, you know, teach organizers, hey, here's something you could do different that might draw more people in. Because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, not a lot of us really get a chance to, you know, go beyond our shores to uh, see how other events are run. I started looking into how much is would it be to rent a car in, like, England or Finland or something. You know, just, to, just go do one race is like a mm-hmm. vacation. But then the Absolute Rally had the the organizer Rally Barbados. So I'm like, well, that's a lot closer. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot closer for sure. And, I mean, talk about a vacation, right? I mean, that's right. It, it's a beautiful place to go visit. And I've heard, again, nothing but good things. Uh, many a drink with parasols in it. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I do like my room. There you go. <laughs> after the race of course of course of course and for those of you that are listening that have not heard about rally barbados um go look it up uh there's great videos online it it is a killer and the thing is it's it's not a super long rally the stage is actually pretty short but again it's a festival everybody loves it there's cool cars there from all kinds of different generations yeah and and they got full-on like XWRC cars there, mm-hmm. you know, mixed in with, you know, cars, you know, two wheel drive cars that are built in a garage, which I think is, you need, you need both. Oh yeah. And I think that's what I also like about, uh, you know, the U S championship, you know, uh, our rallying here is very much that, right. I mean, you got the top cars from uh Subaru rally team uh, or sorry, Subaru motorsports USA. And, uh, you've got McKenna's, you know, R five and things like that. These are all homologated cars. But then you've got, you know, the grassroots guys that are putting together cars that, you and, know, and are he, things that, you know, you wouldn't normally see everywhere else. So, And uh, I can say I beat Travis Strana at SGPR because he went off the road on the second stage, and I didn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You did, you know. And, oh, I guess you won't see Travis because he won't, he's going to be at Ojibwe, but he won't be at uh stpr so uh now you're gonna have to beat a solberg good luck with that <laughs> uh seems like he's had his fair share of mechanicals as well unfortunately yeah and that, that's uh, definitely an unforgiving rally yeah it is and uh he's, he's had some issues with some uh punctures and there's been some issues with they're trying to figure out a fuel flow issue and uh be interesting to see what they resolve with that well, you know, for SCPR, they always, you know, the racers say it's survive Friday and then race Saturday. Mm-hmm. But if him and Higgins are trying to duke it out, they're probably both going to be pushing pretty hard. And that's where bad things can happen. And the one long was at Mine Hole? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mine Shaft? Mine Hole. Mine Hole. Yeah, that's, that is a killer piece of road. Um, what is it, like 18 miles of uh basically might as well be the road lined with fence posts and so it's super high speed super narrow degree left (laughs) yes (laughs) it's a hell of an experience that is probably the ultimate stage on in in all of uh sdpr if you can pull that one out at speed you know you're definitely gonna have a, a leg up on your rivals well santiago thank you so much for being on the open paddock rally cast so cool to hear that you're, you know, getting faster and better. And heck, you're undefeated this season in your class. So uh, not that we're setting the bar high or nothing, but uh, man, no pressure. You, yeah, no <laughs> pressure at all. <laughs> but uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you at STPR then, man. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you guys for having me so much. You're this welcome. Was, uh, this was a blast. Uh-huh. All right, man. And uh, we'll see if uh, predictions uh, pan out. So what was it for uh, Germany? So I-, I was saying that. OGA and uh, Neuville followed by Tanak. What was yours? Uh, I think it'll be we'll go with OGA, Tanak, and maybe Sorta. Okay. I think Sorta is doing it. All right, Ian, you gonna jump in here? Uh, how about Mickelson? Is Mickelson on the Hyundai squad this this time? 
I, I can't even keep the Hyundai squad straight. Yeah, that, that's right. The, that, I believe he is. I, I would go with Mickelson, Tanak, Ogier. Ooh, Mickelson for the win. Yeah, why not? He is on a roll. I mean, he's been doing uh-huh. well. All yeah. right, all right. Well, uh, we'll see if that happens and uh, give you a follow-up after WRC Germany. Again, Santiago, thanks for being on the show. And uh, we'll be back with a few words with me and Ian right after this. Once again, thank you to Santiago Iglesias for coming on the show and talking to us about the snowdrift, summer snowdrift rally. Uh, just some quick results. Uh, Nathan Usher and Mariana Usher ended up uh, winning that one overall. So congratulations to them. Along with uh, Jimmy Pelizzari and Kate Stevens in second. And uh, Michael Engel and Lauren Engel in third. So great job by those folks. Um, what an awesome rally. And again, congratulations to uh, Santiago for finishing first in class in limited two-wheel drive and sixth overall. Uh, Ian, uh, we had a couple other bits we wanted to talk about uh, before we end this show. Indeed, yes. Yeah, we wanted to get this 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 one in because uh, we want to give a mention to our, maybe he's our only Australian listener, except when Rhiannon and Josemino is over in Australia, when we've probably got two Australian listeners. But uh, our friend uh, Matthew Dillon of... Uh, Richard's Rally Sport team in the uh, Victoria Rally Series event. They are supporting uh, mental health charities in an upcoming event in October. Now, for each stage win at this this rally, they are donating $25 to a charity. And as they are already leading the Victoria Rally Championship, it's extremely likely that they're going to win quite a few stages. So... But in addition to this, they um, all their sponsors are getting on board with the uh, with with supporting it. And to date, uh, they have raised nearly three thousand Australian dollars to support uh, mental health charities in Australia. And uh, and mental health is a it's a very important thing, as uh, as I was reminded on my Facebook just this morning. Today is actually the fifth anniversary of my first anxiety attack. Wow. So, you know, and that has changed my life in a certain way. You know, it's uh, so so I have a whole different appreciation for people who deal with mental illness and people who uh, help and raise money for mental health charities and such like. So uh, we have big, big thumbs up. Dr. Matt Dillon and the Richard Rally Sport team for their support with that. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, I, I don't think there's any one of us that hasn't been touched by, you know, mental health in some way, shape or form, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, ourselves or whether it's, you know, a family member. And uh, yeah, it, it's an awesome, awesome cause. And, <laughs> and, I, and I like that, you know, again, we're not, you know, putting our head in the sand you know, these mm-hmm. days like yeah. we used to, you know, yeah. mental health is now something that's definitely in the, in the forefront and it's great to see uh, charities trying to help out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and rally is a, it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good sport for dealing with mental illness, certainly with the like stress and anxiety and stuff like that, because that concentration that you have to have on working working in rally, whether it's me as a co-driver making the calling notes or even away from rally, even when I'm working, making movement plans or study, studying pace notes and stuff like that. If I can concentrate totally on things like that and like block everything else out, that's great for me. You know, and I, one, one person I know actually said to me, he says, the only, t- the only time I don't suffer with anxiety is when I'm driving a rally car. Well, you know, I I think sport in general is mm-hmm. something that can definitely help with that. You yeah. know, you can, like I said, focus your energies on something else. And uh, I agree. You know, that's a, a great uh, addition there. So, uh, well, congratulations on those guys uh, for bringing that up and reaching out to us to uh, help uh, talk about the cause. Um, we'll have a link to the uh, fundraising campaign that they have going on uh, on this uh, podcast. So if you uh, make sure you go to our Podbean or if you go to our openpaddock.net uh, website link, uh, you'll find the link to that charity there. A great, great cause. So uh, thank you uh, for bringing that up. 
Um, so I guess for us, uh, we're going to be heading off to Ojibwe as we talked yep. earlier. So excited about that. That'll be next week. Uh, hopefully I'll get this podcast edited and out this weekend. So uh, just a few more days to go there. Um, are you doing your prep well in advance as you've been taught by Oz Rally Pro? Absolutely. I've been prepping for prepping for prepping for a couple of weeks. Uh, the uh, you know I've been uh, finding some old film on film online and writing my own notes to old film that I found. And uh, so yeah, and I've, I've started the because uh, the uh, root book came out this week. So I'm working on a movement plan for everybody over the past couple of days so yeah um oh man i loved i love doing this stuff you know i wish it was my full-time job yeah yeah i, I totally agree with you there uh, and by the way a little bit of a correction uh we're more popular in australia than you think with 42 la- uh downloads in the last month actually in australia really? days. so there you go yeah because this awesome. is not all time that i'm looking at this is just the last 30 days so haha thank well, you australians geez, we appreciate thanks, you listening australia. to us, yeah, we really yeah. we love you yeah but... exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to kill me now. Oh, they're going to kill me now. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that's it for this episode of the Open Paddock Rallycast. As always, we appreciate your feedback. So please reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to drop us a note, I just created actually a rallycast at openpaddock.net email address. So you can uh, contact us that way. And also, as I said earlier, we are now officially on Spotify. So if you've got Spotify, search for the Rallycast uh uh, podcast on there so if you just search the word rallycast it should show up so yet another platform where you can find us um of course you can find also me and ian individually on facebook me at mike shaw rally and ian at ian holmes rally co-driver thank you again to our guest santiago iglesias and for ian holmes i'm your host mike shaw thanks everybody for listening mm-hmm.